Hallelujah. Glory to God. Church is so much fun. Wow. Where else would you want to be this morning but here? Hallelujah. What's all that about? Oh, surely think that. You know, I came in here this morning. I was looking at those curtains. It really gets to me how that everything's crooked sometimes, eh? And I thought, right, I've got to get out the back because I like things, you know, black and white here. I like things all in order. And I thought I'd go out and get the pole, but the Holy Spirit said to me, just leave the jolly things alone. It doesn't matter, you know. So I thought, okay, fair enough. You know, it's like I've been saved all over again. It's so good to be together. And uh, Catherine, welcome again. We're honoured to have you with us. We really are. Cheryl, that was such a good word, eh? Your story, man, is his story. It's fantastic. I love that whole bus thing. Wish I could preach like that, illustrate like that. Praise God. One other person that's come back today, Danny. So good, my brother, to see you walk in this morning. Uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis, Dennis, Denny, Denny, Danny, Denny, Dennis. Near it, pretty close. Denny, there we go. A royal welcome back to the house of God, Denny. Love hearing what God's been doing in your life. This brother's had a triple bypass. Um, he's had a rough road. We all know about rough roads and wandering away and then coming back. Welcome. The Father gives you the best robes. Yeah. By Jesus' obedience, you have been made righteous. Yeah. Yeah. You no longer need to strive. Mike and Allison, we just want to honour you this morning. It's good to have you over from Kaikoui, from Celebration Centre. They passed the Celebration Centre in Kaikoui. We're honoured to have you in the house this morning. We want to honour you this morning. Thank you for coming along. We've known Mike and Allison for a long time, and uh, they have a special place in our hearts. Amen. Oh. Well, last week, um, Howie spoke on the... God wanting to reestablish connection with his creation, with us, his children, eh? The, the connection that he had with man from before the fall, except in the spirit, and with salvation or redemption is so much better. Being filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, filled to overflowing with his spirit. God redeemed us because he wanted to bring us close to him in relationship. He really did. He's our father. He's our dad. He cares for us. You cannot meet Jesus and stay the same. Serious. You can't meet Jesus and stay the same. You can't connect with God and stay the same. Your life will be transformed. You can go to church and stay the same. <laughs> Woo. Glory, glory. I hope... Oh, I believe. No hope. But I believe people are meeting with Jesus today. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't die on the cross because you were a sinner. Did you know that? He died on the cross because you were a lost son and a lost daughter. That's why he died. God, our Father, wants relationship with us. Glory to God. We're going to be speaking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. The title of the message is The Promise of the Father today. The Lord has put on in my heart to speak about baptism of the Holy Spirit for the next three weeks. 
And uh, I, I believe it's going to be a momentous shift for the church at Excite here. And God's doing something wonderful in the church today. And uh, I've, I've been baptized in the Spirit. I speak with tongues. Um, I prophesy at times. Some prophesy more often than the others. Some speak in tongues more often. You know, I'm, I'm all about desiring the best gifts. But I've never preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to ease into it today. No, we're not. We're going to go full steam into it. Glory to God. I'm a little bit dry, eh? I'll have to have a bit of water. You know, living water, it's good to drink. Adam's ale. I hope you're here thirsty today. I'm sure thirsty. That's obvious. I hope you're here to drink today. Yeah. To draw water from the wells of salvation. Praise God. The promise of the Father. Once I've actually gone through the message today, I'm going to give people an opportunity to come forward and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want you to be prepared for that, to be listening, to be thirsty for that, because God's going to move today. And we need, you may have been baptized in water, but you, we all need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So we're going to look at Joel first, Joel 2, verse 28. Did I, I forgot to give you my, there we go. The Lord gave them to you, praise God. <clears throat> and Joel says, this is a God promising, and Joel, the prophet Joel, through the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on some people, oh, all flesh, all flesh, all, what does all mean? Just means what it says, all. Very difficult to understand that little word. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall uh, see visions. You know, God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us that we might be redeemed. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ here today, it's time for you to receive him as your own personal savior. Make him Lord of your life, to be led of his spirit. God's so much greater than us. Sometimes we make a mess of our lives, or all the time probably, but God can sort it out. What he's done, he's sent his son to die on the cross to redeem us, to save us from our own selfishness. Man is born self-centered. We want our own will, go our own way. Cheryl shared about that uh, 20 years in after she was nine. And then another transformation, praise God, where she totally submitted her will to the Father. Maybe you've been wandering a little bit through the uh, mangroves and uh, through the swamp. I don't know. But um, God wants to touch your heart today. And he wants you to come back and, and be all out for him. To open up completely every corner of your, body, uh, your, your soul to him to receive his wonderful salvation, and he has redeemed you. He's paid, Jesus has paid for every, every sin that you've ever committed was laid on him so that he might take your sin and give you the righteousness, his righteousness in its place, so that you would have perfect standing with our Father. And just like our Father said to Jesus, this is my beloved son, he can now say to you, this is my beloved son or daughter. Because you're standing in the place that only he could claim, but he gave it to you. Glory. John came before him, John the Baptist, and uh, his ministry was, he, he paved the way for the Lord Jesus and pointed out the Lord Jesus. And he said, there's one coming after me. He's greater than me. He's only six months older than, John the uh, than Jesus, John the Baptist was. And he said, um, I'm not even worthy to unloose his shoe sandal latchet. 
And he said, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire and not many, uh, yeah, in the future. He said about that, yeah. Glory to God. Do you know the Holy Spirit when Jesus got baptized? Jesus was, uh, well, he was a believer, wasn't he, Jesus? Ian? Ian believes he was a believer. Jesus was very much a believer. He said, I do always those things that please the Father. But he came along to John when he was baptizing, and he got baptized in the River Jordan. And the Holy Spirit, he was 30. He was already an amazing person. His whole birth, everything about his life for 30 years was amazing. We don't read a big lot about it. We read about him up in the temple when he was 12. But then he went to John the Baptist, and he was baptized, and the Holy Spirit came down. Immediately he goes out. That was the start of his ministry. John the Baptist's ministry ended right there at that point, the moment the Holy Spirit came down. He eventually lost his head. And because uh, he said, I must decrease, but he must increase. And uh, suddenly, the three and a half years of the ministry of the Lord Jesus and the miracles began when the Holy Spirit came down. But Jesus was God. He was the Son of God, Son of Man, Son of God, and the one person. Why did he need the Holy Spirit? He totally submitted, even though he was, God, even though he was man and God. As a man, he totally submitted to the will of God. And what a difference that made. All of a sudden, Jesus comes out of obscurity, and suddenly you hear about him all over the planet. You know? And, yeah, he was a believer. I wonder if the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, would make a difference to us today. Eh? If our Lord needed to be baptized in the Spirit, you know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science, is it, Mike? No. <laughs> hey, the Lord's really been putting this on my heart while we've been away, eh? Down in Queenstown. And I rang up Reuben, then I rang up Ian and said, look, the Lord's putting this on my heart. I feel that he wants me to put, you know, and here I am on holiday. Praise God. It's good to go and rest, isn't it? So, um... <clears throat> We're going to skip through a few things together and make it simple today, but we're going to, in the next couple of weeks, go and delve into it a bit more, different times. So um, if you come over to Luke 24, uh, verse 49, Jesus says to the disciples, just before he goes back to the glory, he says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father. I love that phrase. That's the title of our message today, the promise of the Father. He promised in Joel, I will pour out my Spirit. On all flesh. Not just on some holy little huddle here in Kerry Kerry uh, uh, that we come in just to keep this little secret to ourselves. We've got something that other people haven't got. No, no, it's for all of Northland. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or stay in, Ju in the city of Jerusalem until you be clothed with power from on high. Wow. Where are clothes? On the inside? Ah. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of the promise when we believe. But we don't want to go out without power. We need our clothes on. You know when you get up, you go and brush your teeth and that? I do. Certainly need to. And... Uh, 
You, you go out, you get all clothed and get all dressed. Well, God wants, Jesus wants to clothe us, clothe us with the Holy Spirit. He's the baptizer. That's what John the Baptist said. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He, Jesus, closed before the outside. Acts 1 verse 8. Have we got that up there? It's coming up. Acts 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. This is speaking about going back to the words of Jesus again. Uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. So there again you shall receive power, but you shall be. What's the power for? For me to feel good, to witness. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. First at home. I know you want to run off to the mission field. Come on. It's easier over there. Nobody knows you. And there's probably a great need there. First in Kerry, Kerry. Then in Northland. Aotearoa, I should say. Then the outermost parts of the earth. Glory to God. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Jesus really loves us, our Lord. He's here today. We acknowledge your presence, Lord. I believe that. We're two or three gathered together. He said, I'm there. He's there in a special way. There's something special about Sunday that I don't get home in my room when I'm spending time with the Lord. We all come together. There's just, there's just something about the presence here on Sunday that I would not want to miss. I don't want to stay at home. Hey, honestly, I tell you the truth. I, I just shared that with you this morning. I said, Monday, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Didn't I? I when we were sharing about the things of the Lord this morning. Monday, I'm, I'm heading off to Sunday. Where are you going, Paul? I'm heading, heading up to the house of God to worship. I just love the Lord. He's, you know, meeting with his people. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, there's a thirst and a hunger for that within me. Something that's... Uh, totally supernaturally natural to a believer in Christ that you want to be with the Lord's people and you don't want to miss a Sunday? Hallelujah. That wasn't even in my thoughts, but there you go. Jesus loves us. And he knows that we cannot do the Father's work through our own strength. And so he said to the disciples, you wait here till you're clothed with power from on high. See, the Holy Spirit comes from on high. Those disciples had already been sent out, the 12 and the 70, and done many mighty works because Jesus was here and he had the Spirit on him and he had the authority to send them out, just like Paul sending out handkerchiefs and people would get healed. Jesus didn't send his handkerchief out. He sent his disciples out, the 12 and the 70, and people got healed. But now Jesus is risen and he's glorified. He's given a name above every name. We read in the, in the, in the epistles that he, about his condescension when he came here and goes the nine steps down, obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Is that in uh, Galatians? Philippians, thank you. Philippians chapter 2. Good. And, and that's why God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every, every tongue confess him, Lord. He stooped down. He unveiled his glory he was anointed with the Holy Spirit, but now he's gone back to glory and he's glorified man. And from heaven, he says, wait, from, stay in Jerusalem, I'm going to send. From heaven, it comes from heaven. 
the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. That's exciting. Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you um, just a little bit about my encounter in receiving the Holy Spirit. You're just going to have to bear with me today. I'm not going to rush. So, you know, most of you know I've got brought up in a very conservative end of the open brethren. So very conservative, so that's all right. Right up to when I was 40, we were singing hymns that were 200 years old and from old hymn books. And, and they were great. They, they magnified and glorified the Lord in their day, and they still do now. But um, I was quite conservative, but over a period of time, God had been working my heart, probably since about 23 years ago. And about 14 years ago, I don't remember the time dates, but roughly 14 years ago before we started here, I was in a charismatic home group here in Kerikeri one night. Uh, the previous Baptist pastor, Kevin Height, was there. I went along with him. I think we were on the school board. Me and Kevin and that uh, then, and that's when I, I got quite close to Kevin, and he took me along to their home group. And uh, I was there, and they're praying and worshiping and lifting up their hands. I wasn't really, that was very difficult for me in those days, trying to lift up my hands, you know. And this guy came and prophesied over me. He put his hand on mine, and he's speaking in tongues, prophesying, and the presence of God came so powerfully upon me. I just went down, and then I was puffing. Puffing, and I went, I don't know how far I went down, it was way down. It was just, whoa, mate. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And you know, suddenly 10 o'clock came, and I couldn't believe it. They were going to pack up and go home. Something happened in there that was like, I, I, it was like heaven. I can't explain it. It was like I was in heaven, and I was so confused that they'd want to close that meeting and then go home. I was. I was going, honestly, I tell you, I, I, I do not lie. My father doesn't lie. In my mind, I was there at five in the morning, six in the morning, seven in the morning. I was there because I'd never felt anything like that before. It was phenomenal, the presence of God. And oh, I need him. I need him at all times. I need him to keep filling me. Glory. Would to God that everybody would be like that. They just want to stay. They don't want to go home. That you wouldn't want to go home today. That you just want to stay here. You know, 5 o'clock tonight, 6, 7, 8, 10. I said to Ian, for the next 50 years, something's going to start here that's not going to start. You know, we don't close them. We, we close me. We open the service today. Now we're going to close it. Jesus, you've got to go now. You know? <laughs> just a thought, eh? Save yourself, Paul. The axe. In Acts 2, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. Steadfastly. What about you? Yeah, You're not here to get. You're here to give, be empowered. Yes, to get, but to be empowered to serve the body first, but then to go out. Yeah. Glory to God. Would to God that everyone in our congregation would be the same way. Every believer in Northland and Aotearoa would be the same way. Yeah. And that would be honoring to our dad. Yes. Honor and glory to our God and peace on earth. That would be the result. Goodwill to all people. Yes? So we're going to Acts 2. That's where we read about what happens in Acts 2. Verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, so they're waiting the disciples, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly, 
You ever had that happen in your life? You ever had one of those suddenlies, hey, I love them, when they come? You know, in fact, sometimes I find that communion with the Spirit, sometimes you try and turn it on, turn it on. He's actually in more control than me. When you get a revelation or a download from God, you know, I would love it every minute. But he says, no, that's enough for today, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But I could be driving down the road and suddenly uh, the Holy Spirit drops, is communing with my spirit, not my head, my spirit, and he drops something into my spirit about Christ because he loves to exalt Jesus. And, and, and I, I go, whoa, praise the Lord, glory to God, hallelujah. And here I am driving. I'm sure that people are driving past because it's quite, there's always someone driving past in Kiri Kiri. See your mouth open and you're yelling. They think, what's that, what's that nutter doing, eh? I hope not. Hopefully they realize I'm just rejoicing in the Lord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing of a mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Wow. Where did it come from? Heaven. Rushing of the wind. Jesus, the breath of God, eh? The wind of God. The wind, that's what it represents. Wind, rain from heaven today, you know, this morning. Glory to God. That's pretty exciting. But it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Just didn't fill part of the house. You know, your, your body is a temple. It's a house of God. God wants to dwell in your body, His Spirit dwelling in you. He wants you to be filled with His Spirit. First, He wants you to be baptized with His Spirit and then continually keep on being filled with the Spirit. Because um, Jesus said to the woman, uh, no, He said, um, John 7, on the great, the last day of the feast, he got up and cried with a loud voice, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. I hope you're thirsty here today. But he said, he that believes me, as the scripture said, out of his innermost being or belly will flow rivers, rivers of living water flowing out. Yes, it's getting poured in. We get filled, but it's filled to flow out. I was sharing that with our brother this morning. You know, if we're leaking, that's just normal. If we've actually got stuff flying out and we feel depleted, just come and be filled again. He's got more. At any rate, the amount that we've had in our whole lifetime is not even equal to one drop out of the whole ocean of the world if that was God. He's got so much more full for us. I'm always thirsty for God and I'm always satisfied with Him. It's not either or, it's both ends. So what happened? They had this rushing of the mighty wind that filled the whole house. Then there appeared to them like divided tongues of fire. And one sat, up, one sat upon each of them. Wow. Wow. Would to God that we get the fire of God today, eh? Yeah. That you'd be fired up by the Spirit today. That there be something burning within you that you have to release because you cannot contain the Spirit who is God. You would burst if you tried to contain Him. That wouldn't be right. That would not be what our, what our Father wants. The bottle would be burst. <laughs> then it would flow out. Anyway, we won't go into that. Verse 4, and they all, were all filled. How many of them were filled? All. all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began, what happened after that? They began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
Okay. Let's just think about this. There's three parts to this experience. The first one is, is it's a baptism. It is an immersion. I know you might have been baptized in water. And when we baptize people in water, I usually say to them, you need to hold your breath. You know? Because I don't tell them this, but if we see any bubbles coming up, we will keep holding them under. Because it is burying the old man. And why there's bubbles coming up, it's no good, is it? Perhaps there's too many bubbles coming up in your life. You need to live true to your baptism. You don't want the old man, eh? <laughs> glory, glory. Anyway, what does that have to do with what I'm speaking about? Here Full we go. Immersion. Full immersion. That's the first thing. It was a baptism. They were immersed, but it's not in, you've been immersed in water. You go down into This is something coming down. This is a baptism coming down upon you. Okay? Come on. Our Father wants to clothe you with power. Jesus wants to send his spirit. Mm. The second three parts, it was a baptism, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, number two. When you're filled with the Spirit, how much room is there for anything else? No room for anything else. If you're struggling in life and you've got all sorts of things going around and emotions and stuff spurting out that shouldn't be coming out and desires within that shouldn't be there, and you know better. <laughs> we all know better. That's because you're not full. If you're full of His Spirit daily and walking in the Spirit, there won't be any room for anything else. You see? See how it works? It's fantastic. And then the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. These are the true children of God. You don't want a name to live. You want to live. You know? The third thing is, there was an overflow. What happened? They all began, they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They drank it in. Something came out. Out of your belly, your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. There's a flow coming out. Speaking in tongues. That seals the baptism, really. It's a sign or a seal of the baptism. Okay, many thoughts might arise um, in, in, in your heart about, well, if I, um, if I don't speak in tongues, am I still baptized in the Spirit? It's possible to be baptized in the Spirit before you speak in tongues? Absolutely. But generally, as we read the Word of God, it is the seal of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you get baptized with the Spirit before you get baptized in water? Well, we read in Acts that took place. Acts 19, I think it was. And uh, thank you, Reuben. See, our pastors read their Bibles, eh? You do realize that, eh? Once a week, we've told them they have to read the Bible. No. <laughs> Three parts to the experience. So what? The baptism of the Holy Spirit is immersion from above. Infilling of the Spirit and its overflow. They all began to speak with tongues. Now, Peter was speaking about this further on in Acts chapter 2 and verse 33. You'll see that on the, up on the screen. And, uh, and he was speaking about Jesus. And he says, uh, therefore, being at the right hand of God, he says, concerning Jesus, exalted and having received of the Father 
the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has shared this forth. He's explaining it to them what's happened. Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the Father. That speaks of power. Most people are right-handed. And he's forever sat down because the work's finished, but he stands there as our high priest. He's, re he's received up in glory. He's glorified. And uh, he says, having received the promise, he's exalted, and having received the promise of the, Father, uh, of the Holy Spirit, has shared this forth, which you now see and hear. Perfectly, the scriptures speak about it. Perfectly normal. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do we need it? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Every believer needs to be clothed. We don't want you running around through life, through Kirikiri, saying that you're part of excite or part of celebration and you don't have your clothes on. It's not good. It's actually not good. I tell you, I kid you not. I kid you not. You know, they know if you've got your clothes on out there. Serious, I'm serious about that. The world know, eh? It's people in here sometimes don't know if other people don't have their clothes on. But out there, they can tell. That's why they keep their distance sometimes, because you haven't got your clothes on. Okay, just a thought. That's just a thought, but don't dwell there for too long. <laughs> okay, how to receive. I, 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 I believe that there's a great thirst in our gathering this morning of people that want to receive. Luke Luke 11, verse 13 says, let's go to Luke 7, 13. You know, when you, if a son asks for bread, this is Jesus speaking, from any father, will he give him a stone? Okay, I doubt it. If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a piece of fish? No. Or if he asks for an egg, these guys are going to be standing up there for a while, but that's all right, hopefully your legs don't get sore. It's all good. You got my back. Where are we? Instead of a fish. If he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Verse 13, if, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to people who don't ask? <laughs> to everybody who asks. Have you ever asked them for the Holy Spirit? Have you ever asked them for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yeah? Because Jesus is at his right hand and they do communicate from time to time. They're actually one God. There's not three gods. They're actually one. And Jesus will send them from the Father. It's all about, he said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He wants you to be fully immersed in the Spirit. Yeah? Verse 13, how much more? I love that, eh? I love the much mores. You read about in Romans 5 and 10, if when we're enemies, it's just really trying to, how much more? You can hear it, eh? Can you hear that? How much more? Can you hear the urgency of our Father there? If when we're enemies, we're reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, you're now on your way to heaven, but you might still need salvation. Just, just don't take me too wrong here. I don't want to confuse you. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life, the life of the risen man. Are you living that life now? The life of the risen son of God? 
But here that same expression is, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to him that asks us? This is Jesus. He knows the heart of the Father. He's, 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 he says, just ask. I love that. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. And if you look down, A-S-K, ask, seek, knock. Ask, it's all about emphasizing asking. Yeah, ask and receive. I hope you're ready for this today, that you're ready, thirsting, that you're about to ask. How do you receive? Number one, you be thirsty. Thirsty. When I receive a drink, and I'm actually feeling thirsty again, you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just joking. Honestly, don't take it too serious. Do you know, how many of you know that Christians can be quite serious people? <laughs> no one put their hand up. I was the only one. Maybe it's only me. I could be the only, only serious one in this place. <laughs> Come on, Come on, let's have a look at this. Be thirsty. Number one, you've already written down, haven't you? You're all taking notes. That's good. Number two. <laughs> Number two. Come to the baptizer. John said of him, he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Number three, drink. If you're thirsty, you've got to take a drink. Jesus got up on the last, great, the last day of the feast. We've already had that verse. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. That actual scripture, that's why I used that one in John 7 instead of John 4 with the woman by the well. That, he said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It spoke signifying the Holy Spirit that should come. That's what we're doing today. We need to drink the Holy Spirit. Drink in. So when you drink, what do you do? How do you drink? You open your mouth and you drink something in. Okay? You take something in. You're taking in the supernatural power. You're breathing in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when I'm in the presence of the Lord, you know, sometimes I breathe in. Oh, thank you, Father. Sometimes I'm worshipping, especially the praise, worship time and praise time this morning was amazing. You know, I just felt myself breathing out, you know. Sometimes we're breathing it out. There's a flow of life, and it flows out in many different ways in our lives. I'm just trying to give you an example. And the fourth thing, so be thirsty, come to the baptizer, drink, release the overflow. There's going to be an overflow. You can't contain God, as we've already said. When you're filled to the brim... It's going to flow out. There's more. We're totally immersed. Matthew um, 12 and 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's why we need to yield our tongue. Yield our tongue to God, to the Spirit. The tongue has a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify God. Okay? We've used this tongue for many other things in life. Stay. One time we did, I got a big ox tongue and we cooked it up here and we did a bit of a skit. We cut someone's tongue out and it was all hidden. The next thing we lifted up this cooked ox tongue, you know. We saw all the gossip on the side, all the fat and all that. We've used, we've used that tongue for many things we probably shouldn't have. I know I have, but you guys are all, you, you, you guys are all good. <laughs> the tongue. So now... Let's glorify God with our tongue. That's the purpose of it. It's here to glorify God. 
and honor him. So Peter was in Cornelius' house, and he says to them in Acts 10 and 38, he says, he's telling them about what, what has all happened and giving them the gospel. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, verse 38, chapter, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. That's what happens when you get baptized in the Spirit. It's going to flow out into our community like you wouldn't believe. I'm quite I'm not quite excited. I'm very excited about what God's going to do this morning. We're about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. Man, see, I, I just can't even finish the verse without thinking about what Reuben shared this morning. At his grandmother's, and then the caregiver goes away. Suddenly, they see a car coming up the road, and and he, she comes up gingerly and says to Reuben, oh, "I heard you sort of go to side, or you're a pastor, or something, or a minister." Uh, would you mind praying for my knee? I've got this happening to And he gets down, lays his hands on it, prays for it, and she was healed. That's just this week. And she starts moving. She says, that's amazing. I hope I'm, that's correct, eh? Amen. Glory to God. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And you'll be the same. You'll be the same. We need power. We need Christians that are filled with power. Believers that are, a drinking daily, not only thirsting, going away empty, but drinking in, filled with the Spirit so that you go away from here and there's nothing else, no room for anything else in your life. And that you're using your tongue to glorify God. You speak even in another language. Sometimes our words fall short, far short, and we need a spirit language to speak to God, an expression not from our head because that's where we learned the alphabet in our head. But now we've got to learn the, the, the language of the Spirit from within our Innermost being, not from our head. You see, it bypasses the head. That's just uh, that's what I believe. You know when you've experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The disciples at Pentecost, they knew. Immediately, 3,000 get saved, eh? See, it's, it's all very well doing pathways, but there's got to be a pathway to somewhere. And we've been preparing this because we believe in God's leading us on a journey to impact our nation. Well, Northland, Kitty Kitty. You know, and to see hundreds and thousands coming. You know, we want a Pentecost experience like 3,000 souls in one day. It's possible. God hasn't got, um, he's not sick. He's not uh, lost all his strength. Uh, yeah, the Spirit's no weaker. We want the full strength stuff, top shelf stuff. Yeah, glory to God. And he's got that for us. You know, they, they were sitting there for 10 days and they'd probably already imagined what it would be like. You know, he's going to send the promise of the Father. I wonder what it's like. You know, we did go out and heal people. You know, it was a pretty amazing experience. It was a pretty amazing experience. They got accused of being drunk. You might be sitting there and you're thinking in your, in your seat today and wondering, you know, I wonder if the pastor's been drinking this morning, you know? He seems a little bit loose. <laughs> hey? That's what they're accusing them of. But I have, I actually have. I didn't want to confess that to you. I have been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking. And the new wine. Glory. I tell you what, it's better than the stuff they produce around here. Hey? Glory. Okay. Oh, thank you, Lord. Satisfying. It's very satisfying. Poison, yeah. You never have a hangover. 
they probably imagined what it would be like. Hey, they were ready. They were thirsting. Are you thirsting for this moment? Are you thirsting for this moment? Okay. Let's all stand up. Band, you can now proceed to your instruments. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, Ian, you don't like, you're trying to clean the house up. You want to see if these, they're probably from 20 years ago, so don't take notice of them. No, they are good. They'll be good. God's been speaking to you today about this baptism from above. I want you to, um, I invite you to come forward this morning. Because what we're going to do is we're going to lay hands on you. I'll first pray with you as you ask the Lord, because He's the baptizer, to give you this baptism. I'll pray with you for that. We'll pray together. Then we'll lay hands on you. We'll go from there. Yeah? So I just invite you now. If God's been speaking to you. And you know that there's more to life than what you've experienced. I encourage you to step forward right now. And come on down. Come on, my brother. Men of God. Come on. Mate, these are ones that have been made righteous. By Jesus, perfect obedience in the Father. Glory to God. Come on down. Woman. Man and woman. Come on forward. Glory to God. More. More, Lord. More, Lord. Okay. I'm going to... Uh... Is there any more? There's more. Someone else. God's been speaking to you. Come on. I know. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, brother. Come on. Important that we just take time for this. This is a momentous occasion. It's when these ones are baptized in the Spirit, it's going to bring transformation to their lives. They will go out. Rivers of living water will flow out of them from this place for the glory of our God. Lord, we just acknowledge that you're doing something here right now for the glory of the Father. Father, thank you for your great love this morning. Father, we just pray for an outpouring time of your spirit right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get you to pray with me as you invite, because that was part of it, asking. The Father will give you. Jesus will give you. He's the baptizer. I want you to ask the Lord Jesus. We will ask the Lord Jesus together for Him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, to totally immerse you, total immersion of the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just invite you. You're such a gentleman. He won't come if you don't invite him. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So let's pray together. And you can repeat after me. And everyone in the congregation, I believe, repeat it as well because you'll get a fresh pulling. If you're already baptized in the, in the Spirit and are speaking in tongues already and prophesying, you'll get a fresh pulling today. 
by the Spirit of the living God. He wants to fill you right full so there's no room for anything else. Glory to God. So let's pray. Let's ask. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you satisfy us. Thank you that you've been received up in glory and exalted. Thank you, like John the Baptist said, you are the baptizer. You are the baptizer. And we ask you, I ask you now to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just receive from them. Just dwell in his presence. Just receive from him as the uh, band is playing right now. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to lay hands on you. It's just as you're receiving from him, I'm getting to praise him as well, but just receive, receive. Lay hands on you. To receive the baptism of God. 